So we're talking faith, and this message is based on a word I got about 10 years ago, okay? So early 20s, you know, going through some, some difficult stuff, and um, I remember, you know, coming back to Jesus, and it was just phenomenal, and I've spoken about this before, and it was like Jesus was as close as a brother, and I could feel him there all the time and it was every it was like every moment he was there and something was happening and it, often supernatural things but it was like God was right there and who knows you know I just turned back to the Lord and and God was just loving on me and that's what I needed in that season and it was so real and it was so beautiful and it, it, it's a period of time I'll never forget but after it um, it was like God exited stage left <laughs> and it was like he went all quiet on me and having you know a year or two of intensity with God and always feeling God was there and feeling the Holy Spirit and seeing and hearing things all the time and all of a sudden it was like crickets <laughs> I'm trying to make the noise but <laughs> I can't and I felt stuck and I remember sitting there and saying to God, what is going on? Like, I want to, I want the things of God. I want to walk in faith, but it's like you're just not there anymore. And this is what God told me. And I'll never forget these words because they were so true to me at the time. He said this. He said, it's not going to be that profound either, but he said, stop waiting for a feeling. Stop waiting for a feeling. And it was like I was sitting there with God waiting, waiting to feel called, waiting to feel changed, waiting to feel loved, waiting to feel forgiven, waiting to feel free. And I'd felt all those things, like tangibly felt them from God in the previous season. And now I'm in a season where I just can't feel any of those things. And when God said that, I realized I wasn't necessarily in that time in that new season I was in, I wasn't believing, I was feeling. I wasn't believing, I was feeling. And I'd go to church and, you know, I'd go after those preachers that I love, hoping for an impartation, hoping to feel something, uh, hoping someone would give me a word, hoping someone would lay hands on me and I'd feel something. And, and who knows that, you know, the Holy Spirit does that and it's incredible and He's so kind and He's so compassionate and you know, he gives the spirit without limit. And all that stuff is awesome and it's true and it's real. But in that season, there was none of it. And sometimes I'd, I'd be in church and I'd feel something and, and I'd be like, yes, yes, I feel called again. Yes, I feel changed again. I feel loved. I feel forgiven. Yes. And then like by Tuesday, it had it all gone, you know. I was believing, I, I was feeling rather than believing. And so... What I was doing was letting my feelings and my sensations and my experiences um, talk louder than the Word of God. Talk louder until my, my feelings were informing who I was um, rather than the Word of God. And, you know, the Bible says, the Bible already says that, hey, I'm called, I'm changed, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm free. It says all those things. But... In that season, I was like, yeah, but unless I'm feeling it, I'm not believing it. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24 to 29. 
It's going to come up on the screen behind me. Now, Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Now, he was one of the 12. Let's keep that in mind. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord. And, and that's what the Bible says. The Bible is God's great love story, which says, hey, we've seen the Lord. We have seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus said to him, because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And I think in that season, I was a bit like Thomas. You know, Thomas was waiting to see. Thomas was waiting to feel. He wanted to put his hand on it. He's like, unless I can actually put my hand on it and feel the wounds and where that spear entered Jesus, look, I just can't believe. I, I need to feel it to believe it. I think I was in that season where I was like, unless I can actually put my finger on it, I'm not sure if it's true. And Bible, the Bible tells us we've got to walk by faith and not by sight. We can't be walking based on what we're seeing. It's actually a walk based on what you're not seeing. That's what faith is and that's what the Bible encourages us to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. That means we're to walk by faith, not necessarily by feeling, not necessarily by seeing or touching or any of that stuff. We're to walk despite not feeling any of that. And that is the walk of faith. So I was, I was thinking what, you know, that would have been a tough thing for Thomas to hear from Jesus, you know, blessed are those um, who've believed without seeing. And it was almost like, I just, when I was praying about this the other day, I, you know, it just occurred to me, Jesus would have been like, man, I, Thomas, you know, I, I've shown you now and you've put your hands in my scars and my wounds, but it's actually been at the expense of your faith. Like, and Jesus is so kind and compassionate. He'll turn up when we need him to and he'll say, yeah, you know, here, I, I, I'm here. Feel my presence. Feel the tangibility of my spirit. But it's almost like Jesus was saying to Thomas, hey, this has come at the expense of your faith. Blessed are those who believe without necessarily seeing or feeling or touching. And we live in a world that is so kind of conscious of feelings. And it's, it's you know, it's almost like whatever you're watching, whatever you're seeing, it's all about how you feel, right? And it's, the world is basically screaming this out. It's basically saying, hey, your feelings are paramount. What, what you feel is true. And what your feelings are the truest thing about you. That's what the world, I feel, is telling us at the moment. If you feel something is true, then it is. And if you don't feel that it's true, then it, you know, it's up to you to decide whether it's true or not. But if you're not feeling it, then it's probably not true. And it's almost like 
it's, it's what seems true to you. And that's how the world today defines truth. Whereas we, as believers, know that there's objective truth that's, that's in the Word of God. And it, it's, it, they aren't shifting sounds. It's not based on what we feel, but it's the authoritative Word of God. Amen. And so what happens is we tend to put ourselves under a, under a microscope and we, we look inside and we, we look at all our feelings and we're like, oh, wow. Um, and we kind of close in a bit and we get all self-conscious and our posture closes in and it's like, okay, what am I feeling? And, and what, is, what does this mean about me? And so we'll have, and I want to bring this scripture up, scripture up proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 and it says there is a way that seems right to a man seems right to a man but its end is the way of death and we look under a microscope at our feelings for what seems to be right we get scientific and we start elevating our feelings over the word of god and we actually magnify our feelings and what we're feeling. And so we come across the Word of God, a scripture like Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to bring it up on the board behind me. And it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will, go, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's that scripture there, but I'm just looking in the microscope and I'm thinking, man, I don't really feel peace. Um, and unless I'm feeling peace right now, I, I probably have no peace. And, oh man, I don't know why I've got no peace. Man, this, this, it's not working. This, this Christian thing ain't working. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just for some people and not for me. And we become so self-focused on our feelings that those feelings almost become this stronghold and the Word of God just can't punch through because we've analysed it we've been, and we've all heard the term paralysis, or anal- yeah, paralysis by analysis and it's like we've analysed our feelings to death and we've looked at them and thought, yeah, that's, that's what seems to be right and so it must be. And so we zoom up on our feelings can happen in so many things that God has for us, including, for example, the love of God. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, but... I don't feel loved. Uh, nah, definitely doesn't feel feel like love. Um, I'm not feeling the love right now, and if I'm not feeling it, I just mustn't be loved by God. Actually, uh, this feels this feels the opposite of love. Actually, God, God must be angry at me. Actually, I feel feel yeah, that, that's con- condemnation. I feel quite condemned. I'm, I'm actually not good enough. I don't know why God would love me. He might love others. He might love Dylan, for example, but 
probably doesn't love me. Yeah, definitely, definitely feels like he doesn't love me. And so our feelings are talking louder than the word of God. And our feelings are talking louder than what Christ has done on the cross. And that's the wrong way around. Can we give Jesus a hand? And so it's not demonstrated by the love of God, isn't demonstrated by how we feel, but what Christ has done. And it comes by faith. It comes by looking at the word of God and believing it over whatever it is that we're feeling. And so often, and I know this was true about me, when I was talking about going and waiting for that sermon and waiting for that word, it's like, I just want, just want to get zapped. Like, it would be nice if it could just, if all that stuff could just, I'm not saying God doesn't do that because he does do that sometimes, but it's, it's almost like the exception to the rule. God actually wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to take those steps despite our feelings to walk by faith. And so I, in that new season I was in 10 years ago, I knew, or in hindsight I knew, this was God stretching my faith. That is the most loving thing God could have done for me. The most loving thing God could have done for me at that time is actually be silent because it forced me to step into faith. Out of the childish the childlikeness of, of having to, to feel him there 24-7 to actually saying, no, man, I'm just going to believe. I, I want to walk a faith. I'm going to believe the word of God over what I'm feeling or over what I'm not feeling. And so, what's the alternative? What is the alternative? John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. It says, but if you continue... In my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If you continue in my word, not my feelings, not your experiences, not your relationship with other people, not what's happening at work, if you continue in my word, God says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so, under the microscope, we look at our feelings and we magnify them and we make them so much bigger than they are. And I just want to take a moment here and say, it's, I'm not here to tell you to deny your feelings or to discount your feelings, because feelings are real. Um, and, and God is a compassionate God, so I'm not saying suppress or deny your feelings. They're actually quite real. Um, but... What I would say is that God gives us the answers to those feelings. And he, he actually has given us the antidote to those feelings. And he's encouraging us, don't make those feelings bigger than his word. Don't make them the ultimate thing. Don't make them the biggest thing, the loudest thing in your world. And so what God encourages us to do is to actually look at his word. And rather than a microscope, it's actually, we look at God's Word almost through a telescope. And it makes something that God, who might seem a little bit distant or far off in another world, 
we look at his word through a telescope and we actually magnify the word of God. We magnify Jesus and we bring him closer. And the posture with, with a telescope is completely different to that of a microscope. Microscope, you've got your head down, you're looking down, you're looking inward, you're self-conscious, you're self-focused. And a telescope, wow, I'm open. I'm open to seeing what's in another realm, what's, what's in another world. What's God got for me? What's God saying? What is true? I need to magnify that. I need to see that bigger. I need to see that which seems very distant. I need to see that very close. And I don't know about this microscope, but it almost looks like I've got to get on my knees to actually see this. And I might not, I, I might not see it straight away. Sometimes I look up and all I see is darkness. But I've actually got to readjust. I've got to spend some time seeking I've got to spend some time knocking, readjusting, waiting, waiting, looking around just, and it still seems dark until I wait there long enough and adjust long enough and then I see it. And sometimes it, it really does take time. It does take time just to actually see Jesus, to see the beauty of our King, to see the beauty of God, to see the majesty of Jesus and what He's done for us. He is majestic, He is beautiful, He is heavenly, and we are to see Him rather than our feelings. And that's the thing, <laughs> I'm sure it does happen sometimes, but you know, you don't always look into a microscope and go, oh my gosh, that's incredible, come and have a look at this. I know it does happen sometimes, but it's almost like every time you look into a telescope, Wow, that is awesome. That is wonderful. Hey, I want to take you on a first date to the Sydney Observatory because we'll see awesome things. So my point is, get the microscope off your feelings and get your telescope onto the Word of God. We are to magnify Jesus, to sit and survey his wonder. Take the word and you sit and that truth becomes bigger. I'm going to magnify your truth, Jesus. I'm going to read the Bible and that. I'm going to make that the biggest thing in my world. And here's the other thing. Bible says we're created in the image of God. And when you actually magnify His Word, when you see Him, when you see Jesus through His Word, and you magnify that and you see Him bigger, because you're created in His image, you actually begin to see yourself. You actually begin to see yourself clearer. You begin to see the truth about who you are. Early 20s, like I said, racked by so many feelings, fear, anxiety. The biggest one was probably shame. A lot of condemnation as well. And didn't know what to do with those feelings. And I might invite the band 
to come. Didn't know what to do with those feelings. And I went and saw a counsellor and I started to feel better. I'd talk about my feelings and the counsellor actually wouldn't say very much. He just asked me the odd question every now and then. But I, I began to, to feel a little bit freer. And he helped me kind of get my eyes out of the microscope. And he was a Christian counsellor. And he'd help me see God's truth about who I was, about the reality of my life. And I used to sit there and think, oh, you know, I'm a bad person, I'm worthless. And, and he, my counsellor, would help me. I don't know how he did it because he didn't even speak very much. He just let me speak. And he'd take the lie and he'd, he'd undo it and he'd replace it with truth. And he was a Christian and he always replaced it with the Word of God. And so... I'd always leave feeling really encouraged. And I used to think back then, and, and now in hindsight I see, I used to think, man, I just needed a, I just needed a counsellor. But in reality, <laughs> what I needed was the Word of God. And I, I, I realise now, looking back, that you know the counselling was wonderful. But I could have actually done it without the counsellor. I just needed that counsellor to show me the Word of God, to show me the truth of what God believes about me. So I'm not dissing counsellors, but I want to encourage us. We can actually get the truth for ourselves. It's in the Word of God. It's right there, staring us in the face. And I'll admit, back then, I, it, it wasn't something I, I necessarily wanted to go searching for myself. But now in hindsight, I look back and say, man, I'm so grateful that I get to do that now. I can go to the Word of God. I can sit there for, for hours just seeking Him, seeing Jesus, surrendering those feelings to Him, watching them just get silenced, get replaced with His love, His compassion, His encouragement, His truth. Undo those lies. These lies that just always want to pop, pop up and say, hey, you're not, God doesn't love you. But hang on a sec. If I look at Jesus through the telescope of the Word of God, man, I see Him loving me. That He loved me in this. That He died on a cross to show me my worth, to show me my value. Oh man, all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm feeling like my life is worth it. All of a sudden, I'm feeling very loved. All of a sudden, I'm feeling precious in the eyes of God. And that feeling of worthlessness, it's just gone to the side. May, may come up again, I don't know. But I know when it comes up next time, I've got the Word of God again. I'm gonna take a step of faith and a walk in what the Word of God says. Hey, I'm loved. I'm called. I'm, I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I'm a child of God. So if I can leave you with something tonight, 
it's this. The Word of God is truer than anything I feel. It's truer than anything I experience. It's truer than any circumstance I'll face. It's truer than anything else in the world. Magnify the Word of God. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Him. Just look to Him right now.